0: Hello, world! Welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt nosed Ed Drew Stultz, coming off the Rocket Mortgage Classic, where Tony Finau, where he be now? Once in the winner's circle again, back-to-back weeks, just a dominating performance from start to finish. He's ended up winning by five up in Detroit.
1: How about the kid right now? Just coming in and doubling up his total wins on the PGA Tour in the matter of about seven days span from Sun or eight days, seven Sunday to Sunday. Dude, he's fun to watch right now. I mean, it's like we've been talking about for so long. We know when the ball striking has been there, T to green, he was spectacular, led the field this week. And then the putter, all of a sudden, whatever he's done, he's the guy that tinkers a lot with that putter. We've seen a lot of different grips, lie angles, things like that. Whatever he's got going right now, it's working. Because he was 15th in strokes gained putting. When you hit it the way he does, uh, you don't need to be the world's greatest putter. But Colt, we were talking about it earlier today. Like, Not only was he making putts that maybe historically in the past, on the weekend, haven't gone in, he was making those. But the, even the putts he misses, like they're looking like they're going in. You're you're watching till the entire for the entire time. They're just burning the low side, or they're just high, or things like that. Like that's what good putters do. They'll make everything, but their putts look like they're going in for a long, long time. And and Tony's doing that right now. And it's a, it's a problem if he gets that thing going because the ball striking is, is ridiculous.
0: Listen, I was I was able to share the final group with Dottie Pepper on Sunday, and so I got to see it up close and personal. And it is something special right now. He is flushing it, driving it like Fred Funk, but 50 yards longer which is a nice nice thing yeah. to have. But man, it is cool. He you can tell he's just oozing with confidence. He's carrying himself like a champion. He knows he's back to being one of the best players in the world, and I can't wait to see what he does in the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'm so I mean, he's the nicest guy out there. You, you just got, it's hard not to root for Tony Finau. That crowd in Detroit was behind him. Um they were loving every minute of it. They were that place was jammed. It was so cool coming down the stretch seeing them cheer on Tony Finau.
1: Yeah, dude, his interview after the round was, was awesome. to him say that he got to be there with his family and his kids and all that up to seventh on the FedEx cup. Now. And I mean, dude, it wasn't too long ago. I think you got, you can rewind back to may and he only had two top tens on the year. And one of those being at the hero with the limited field, like it was kind of like, where's Tony. Why, why aren't we seeing the Tony we we've seen for a long time. And then now all of a sudden bang, bang. And it just looks like when he's standing over the ball on the greens, like, there's confidence there for the first time. Even the pace in which his putts are going in, it's not like he's scared of, of having a, a comeback or anything like that. He's he's peaking at a nice time coming into the FedEx Cup looking to add about 15 mil to that bank account.
0: Uh, I think, th- I mean, the hero doesn't count as an official top 10, but that was his only one leading into till, till the Mexican Open. He was, because it was I was all talking about how he averages eight top 10s a year and he hadn't had any until Mexico, and then he's gone on an absolute tear. Since then. But, man, it's like you said, if the putter gets going, look out. It is going to be something special to watch. I'm interested to see what he does in these playoffs. If he can continue, I mean, if he continues playing this way and putting himself in position every week, he can definitely, you know, contend for that FedEx Cup title here in a few weeks. But, Sleaze, you were up in Detroit. You got out safely. I'm lucky to get out safely. Uh, Saturday, we had the old set on the 15th green there, the par three, myself and Amanda Renner. Max Homo was kind enough to join us. I took a little shot at the Detroit Lions. I like have their they have their 313 program up there where if they make a 3-on-14, a 1-on-15, on and a 3-on-16, which happens to be the area code there in Detroit, you know, a bunch of money gets donated to charity. I said, I'll be honest, when I first saw the 3 3 I thought it was 3-13, the Detroit Lions record pretty much every single year. Some people, all six of their fans didn't really take too kindly to that. So I was uh, getting heckled a little bit walking down the fairways there on Sunday. But it was still, it was just all out of joke. It was just a joke. It was a lot of fun. We're allowed to joke around on TV occasionally. I don't know if people know that. But luckily, I made it out of there alive. One gentleman did yell at me walking down the first fairway Sunday. He goes, fuck you, Colt. We're going to win more than three games this year. I said, cool, buddy. (laughs) Good luck to you. Enjoy
1: we you're getting an extra crack, you get 17 games now. So, yeah. uh yeah, good luck to you. They're coming up, by the way, on Hard Knocks, coming in a very short order. I cannot wait football season officially back. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Even the most diehard Lion fans are probably like, yep, yeah, fuck. We don't There's win a whole re- lot.
0: <laughs> There's a reason they're saying is restore the roar. You don't restore the roar if you're any good. It's they already there. They
1: need to be restored. It just stays. Yeah, they, they could shout use Shout out
0: roars. Detroit. It was a lot of fun. You, you welcomed us with open arms. We had a blast up there with FanDuel doing a bunch of interviews, one of them which is our episode this week in Mike Tirico. But first, got to tell you a little bit about our friends over at Dewar's. And Dewar's Blended Scotch Whiskey and the great game of golf are a match made in Scotland. Because honestly, few things are better after a round of golf than a round of Dewar's. Especially Dewar's 15-year-old, created to be a lighter, sweeter blended Scotch Whiskey. It's double-aged and as smooth as peering an iron over the bunker for a tap-in birdie. With notes of honey and toffee that play off subtle floral notes, this is a must-try blended scotch. We love it so much that we recommend giving a bottle to someone special for a milestone birthday, promotion, or even a close friend's wedding or sleaze on a Tuesday. You can make your gift even more meaningful by making a personalized bottle or a custom label at Doers.com. So here's the great blended scotch whiskey and a golf, a perfect combination. Enjoy responsibly. It is now time for the Doers Cheers moment of the week. And, Sleaze, I'm just going to be honest. For me this week, it's we're spending too much time together. Cheers to that. Because recently, I you know, I'm I'm confident in saying this. I, I'm not ashamed of it. But you were in my dreams. Oh, and this dude, is starting good good to company. get terrified.
1: It's, I'd be more concerned if I wasn't in your dreams. You have my full attention on this, though, right now. Proceed.
0: I think there's a reason why I found out I sleep so shitty. It's because you're in my dreams.
1: That's it, dude. <laughs> That's it's that hard it. to not get fired up when the kid slides in there.
0: But this one... In particular, I don't really remember my dreams very often. But for some reason, I just woke up laughing, and I remembered the dream from the night before. So, believe it or not, you were actually playing the Byron Nelson, the AT&T uh-huh. Byron Nelson on the PGA Tour. I am on the golf course commentating, as I usually do. Well, you we were in the lead by five with two holes to play. You were dominating the whole week. I'm following your group. I'm like, my yep. God, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen for the game of golf. This is not good. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to do something. Speeth, get your ass in gear. If sleaze wins, I mean, this, this is worse than golf or live. It's just not going to be good. So we get to 16. You got a five shot lead. You're getting ready to tap in. Ah. All of a sudden I wake up and I'm like, Oh, thank God. This shit isn't real. This is great. I'm going to give it a little laugh, and then I'm going to go back to sleep. But congratulations. Uh, if I if I do sleep well again and I can finish that dream off, I'll let you know. But uh, you had a five-shot lead with two to play, bud.
1: You're like a little Joseph in the amazing Technicolor dream Code, dude. Your dreams are prophecies. You know what I mean? You're seeing what could happen. Shout out to anybody at Byron Nelson. If you want the kid to come in there and put that thing to real life. Five, I, I think five's light, honestly. If I get clicking, Cole, you see me get clicking. I don't know anybody that can stay within six of me. Personally, but uh, it does suck that you didn't get to see me get all the way to the winner's circle. I would have finished bird triple, uh, probably win by four or five. You know what I mean? That's the way I like to hey, it Hey, a home. win's a win. But the fact that I'm in those dreams and I'm in your subconscious. Oh, terrifying. God damn, I love that. I'll give you my moment of the week. You're here for this one as well, speaking of uh, how much time we're spending together. All right, we get up there. It was uh, Monday night in Detroit. We're staying at the same hotel, so we go down to the bar. Uh, we're going to have a couple cocktails, go out do what we do. We walk down there, who's sitting at the bar? Kiz, our boy Kevin Kisner, and the seagull. Charlie Hoffman is there. So hey, hey boys. So we walk over, we're having a couple drinks, talking to him. And there's this dude standing a few feet away. Right? And we kinda of, he's kind of like lurking or whatever. He's talking, he seems like a nice guy, but he hasn't said anything. And he comes over just in the middle of the conversation. And the like, excuse me, that looks a lot like Charlie Hoffman. And we're like, Yeah, <laughs> sure enough, bud. That's the man himself. And he was, he's like, wow, Charlie Hoffman, huge fan, dude. Love you. We're like, yeah, yeah, we call him the seagull around here. We call him the seagull. We start doing the kaka and all that stuff. But meanwhile, Kiz is sitting right next to him. Dude doesn't even look his way, doesn't acknowledge him, has no earthly idea who Kevin Kisner was. It was all Charlie Hoffman all the time with this dude. I'm looking at Kiz just smiling. I was like, he's got no idea. Here's Kiz right here, too. He's obviously a golf fan if he knows who Hoffman was. And then Hoffman stood up. He's like, wow, you're a lot bigger than I thought you were. Kissed we should have given him there. Charlie's room number oh shit he's in 312 and you can and here's his phone number I'm gonna send it to you right now so anyway I love that I was like kids getting no love from the dude right here it was all Hoffman all the time moment of the week for me I I really enjoyed it
0: he's even he's even uglier in person isn't he
1: yeah wow you're way less shitty looking in person <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, that's our, do's, sorry, our doers' cheers moment of the week. And, by the way, you happen to check this new lid I got out right here if you're be watching on YouTube. Fresh birdie juice. We got all kinds of new colors. We even got a gravy bird hat. We got some hats with both the birds on it with American flags draped over it. Just gorgeous stuff. Make sure you go to the golf.com pro shop and pick some up. And, Sleeze, our guest this week. Mm. I mean, this might have been the easiest interview we have ever done. I mean, when you got a guy who's a legendary broadcaster, who's used to interviewing people, you really don't need to prepare at all. You just sit down, you talk, you bullshit. And that's exactly what we did with the great Mike Tirico. It was, it's one of my favorite interviews we've ever done.
1: I would echo that 100%. I think it's one of my favorite ones we've ever done. Being the broadcaster, a guy that's used to asking the questions, he does the interviews, like he turns it around, starts asking us, go to like, Hey, Hey, no, 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 no. This is not how it works, but we will do the question asking here. But he, is there an easier guy to talk to in the planet? I mean, we got off course times. We started going around and we talked about a lot of different shit. I think at one point we're like, what are we even talking about here? Let's get okay. back to it. But, dude, he sat there. He gave us, what, an hour at least of his time. When I asked him to do it, he's, he was all the way in. They don't they don't get any better than than Mike, dude.
0: He's awesome. We were getting ready to go on air on Thursday. I chimed in and said, Mike, you sound a little nervous. I know this is a big deal. This is your hometown event and all. I was like, just remember everything Sleaze and I taught you during the podcast today. You're going to be fine.
1: Yep. He, I thought he took that to heart, too, Colt. He, he really, he really started to loosen up as the day went on. You could tell the nerves started to settle a bit.
0: All right. Well, here it is. Mike Tirico on Golf Subpar.
1: Boy, oh boy, do we have a treat here today. If, if you have ever turned on a television in the history of your life, you know this man coming here today. He calls every sport under the sun, never takes a week off, probably the most versatile man in sports entertainment, Mike Tareko, good to be with you, bud.
2: Who's who's the guest on the show today? <laughs> Nance is coming in in a minute. Oh, good. Okay, you upgraded. <laughs> See you, boys. Welcome yeah, to Michigan. Thanks. Welcome yeah. to our state. Thanks for yes. saying hi. This yeah. is awkward. It's good. Good to have you in our state. It's yeah. fun.
0: It's always good to be here. I'm in the Rocket Mortgage. We're out here. Yeah. Detroit Golf Club. Beautiful place. Beautiful it's cool, it's weather. How much? How excited do you get for like a week like this? I mean, this is a home game for you, technically.
2: I, I get very excited to stay at home. Yeah. You know, it's it's a, somebody somebody uh, had a joke once. I can tell off color stories here. Of course you this okay, is good. as loose as a goose. Okay, good. <laughs> Somebody said once about the champions tour, then it was the senior tour. It's like a guy who didn't like being at home. He said, Happiness is having a plastic key in your pocket. There you go. Well you gotta I, be the happiest I, dude in the no, world. I don't like that. I like being home. I, I like knowing the code to get in the house. It's uh, it's fun to be home and it's good to see golf in Michigan. Buick Open was at Warwick Hills up in Grand Blanc, about fifty miles north of Detroit forever like 45 years so it's really nice that this is the fourth year to have it back and to have one in the city i think this is the most urban event on the pga Mm -hmm. tour it's within the city limits it's a very diverse city i think the gallery you see here is that truly diverse gallery that the pga tour and all sports entities want to see more of they want to see a audience people in person that look like america and I think you see that more here than at any other event.
0: I would agree with that. And by the way, you mentioned the old Buick Open, Flint, Michigan. My rookie year was the last year that tournament happened. Oh my god, I love that place. It's pretty close I missed there. that. I mean, oh, can we get it, that back? Will
1: Zalatoris probably just hit it close. Shut up, Will. We're trying to freaking <laughs> interview Jericho <laughs> trying, to, do here. Some, we're trying to work Tell here. Call so someone. Fire. Him. Tiger,
2: Tiger played a couple of years because it was the Buick Open, and Tiger was oh, a yeah, Buick guy early on. A Buick on his bag. Man, there were people shoehorned into that place. Tight, narrow place. It was a mini Phoenix Open. People uh, everywhere. It was yeah, really cool. Fantastic. Event. Eight gazillion under. It, it was a good stuff. By
0: the way, I don't know where they come from. Nice scenery there around Flint, Michigan. Flint, too. Michigan.
1: It's a
2: great state, I man. I was like, man. This is the hard land. Like These are good place. good people here.
1: Great people here. We had a good time in Detroit downtown the other night. That's okay. fun. There's a lot of stuff going on down there. But you're talking about happiness is a plastic key in your car. I want to go back to that for a second. As a guy that works everything, <laughs> right? how many weeks a year
2: are you home? You know, it's not that bad. I'm probably on the road, you know, 35 yeah. f- ish, maybe 30 to 35, depending on the year. Like an Olympic year mm-hmm. is a mess, but you, you know that now. I mean, yeah. 30 35 is a lot. Life on the road is hard. Look, it, it's tour pro life. I always tell people. We do work weekends, we work Christmas and Thanksgiving and all those holidays. It's kind of the downside of the job. The great side of the job is you don't have to go to the office. You work at home before everybody worked at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to be around your family during the week and, and get to see them. And it's just a trade off, like life's a series of trade offs. And if that's our trade off, to do a job that you love and see amazing. Athletes, the best in the world, different sports. Man, yeah, like you're getting paid to talk about sports. Yes, I mean, exactly. How <laughs> it doesn't get my exactly much it. good. It's really good, and, yeah. And it's it's been fun. Like this is I, I, I had to stop to think about it the other day. I've been doing this now for 32 years on network TV. Wow. I started ESPN in 1991. I'm freaking old. <laughs> but man, have I seen some great athletes and got to meet really cool people. i so you nervous, nervous right now on here yeah. with all these lights and shit and uh, I'm not nervous by Just you. Just be you. Nost, who's become, you know, <laughs> Oh my like, god, he's friggin- vice captain of the Ryder Cup. Cup, dude. Multimedia, like it's radio, it's pod, it's TV, huh. it's web, it's satellite, it's a lot. Just be
0: yourself. Picture wow. him naked.
3: No, no, Don't do that. I, I
2: want People are watching
0: us. I don't want to do that. <laughs> By the way, I swear, I'll never forget. I remember your start at ESPN. I was six. It was great. Thanks. thanks, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> let's, <laughs> but let's do go back to that. You yeah. said, what, 32 years? I mean, yeah.
3: you're a Syracuse
1: guy. Mm-hmm. Shout out Syracuse. They produced all the greats. But go you're on. Mike Tarico, the guy on everything. Now, give me your first on-air gig you ever did.
2: Uh, anything? Not just... The
1: first time you got in front of a camera or a microphone I, and people were listening. first time I got in front of a listening.
2: microphone, I was doing sports cast on the college radio station in Syracuse, 1985, 80, uh, 85, 85, and then uh, the first football game I broadcast was September 1985, Syracuse played at Virginia Tech, so I've been calling a ball moving and mm-hmm. people listening to it for like 36 or 37 years. That's back. Syracuse radio is, I mean, well, it's like the Hall of Fame of people that, coming through. That's why I included in the experience of being on the air because people listen to the College Station because a lot of folks wanted to hear the next guy who they thought would go on, like Bob Costas worked mm-hmm. there. Dick Stockton worked there, Marv Albert worked there, Ted Koppel, who did Nightline, yep. which may have been after you were born. The great Stokes. Sean McDonough. Sean, I'll, oh. I'll get to that pain in okay. the ass in a minute. Sean, <laughs> Sean McDonough, who I, who I dearly love. Dan Horde, who's the voice of the Cincinnati Bengals. Dave Pash, Ian Eagle, just a whole mess of us. Jason Benetti is now doing great stuff at a bunch of different networks, so on and so forth. So we, we got a ton of people, but uh, it was a great place because you went someplace where everybody else was good. So you got to figure mm-hmm. out right away if you could do this or not. It's like going to play golf at one of those great programs, you know, at a Texas or a Wake or the programs where you know, okay, one or two of these guys likely going to be a really good pro. Mm -hmm. You got to measure yourself against the best, and that was a great place to get started for me. At what age did you know, like, this is what I want to do? This is really embarrassing. I was like a little kid. (laughs) Really? My mom will tell you that i would run around pretending to be an announcer and talking to my Love uh, that. A fist a hand like hey hi i'm mike i'm here and does you know, she have any of those clips no she doesn't okay, thank god find well, well thank well, god. god no, no, we'll no reach so, out. Un, god. unable to uh, unable that to bring be, those yeah, up. yeah right. jot that but, down yeah right Yeah, <laughs> find that no it'd be um, like tiger <laughs> swing on the whatever uh, the mike show Douglas we went on show. yeah so speaking of that did you you guys have seen the rory on the yeah, uh, Ireland. Yeah. We, the showed, we machine? showed it yeah. on the Opus yeah, So it dang cool, chipping into his mom's washing machine. That was really neat. How that never get out till then? I was like, this. You feel like this would be like Tiger's clip. I had seen it once, but I hadn't seen it in years. It is such a good clip. It is, and to hear him talk, I forgot him talking about it. To hear Rory at nine years old talking is just, with that little uh, kind of lilt in his voice, and it was just really, really, really neat. Looks the exact same, except oh now he's got God. muscles. And the, and the deal was, he's wearing a Nike swoosh. He's wearing a yeah, black was, Nike shirt. He knew it, so it was back in the day. On, he may have been on payroll by then. Yep. <laughs> Smart <laughs> marketers, yeah. They so, recruited early. So, uh, I, I kind of wanted to do this. Went to college at Syracuse because Marv Albert and Bob mm-hmm. Costas did, and they were New York guys who went on. To do this, and it's been kind of going to the next stop and the next stop ever since. Were those kind of the the two guys you looked up to? Yeah, those guys. There were some, you know, especially Marv, because Marv was. uh, You know, a lot of people know him as being a network announcer for the NBA, but he was a local announcer too for the Knicks and the Rangers, Mm -hmm. which are the teams I grew up rooting for in the NHL and the NBA. And he was also the sportscaster on local TV at night. So Marv would do like the six o'clock news. He'd go call a Ranger game, he'd come back and do the eleven o'clock news, then he'd fly somewhere and do an NBC event somewhere, and then come back and do the Ranger game or a Nick game like on Sunday night. So that that's somewhere in my wiring, my brain, where people said, Boy, you know, you really like you work a lot, you do a lot of different things. That's the way I was taught it was supposed to be. You were Mm -hmm. supposed to be able to do everything. And like we said before, this isn't work. Like, you know, building buildings and Digging ditches and saving people's lives, that's real work. This is uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I always felt that way and approached that way and still talking.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because I, th- I think we always say, like, you know, people think, oh, so and so would be good on TV, but you don't know until the red light goes on and you actually. Have to do it for the first time. Like a lot of people thought, you wouldn't be any good. Ah, oh, a lot people of people think s- still saying that. <laughs> I was saying, do people think I'm good. I mean, are you kidding me? A lot of people still <laughs> holding firm to that position.
1: But it, no, it's, you're right. You're it's, right.
0: It's it's hundred. Like I mean, we we all know guys that think they got great personalities and they they struggle. For you, like as long as you've done this, do you still get like excited for events? Do you still get nervous for events or anything? So I would say it's like it's adrenaline,
2: not mm-hmm. nerves. You know, I, I think I think the day you lose the thrill of what you do it might be time to find something that you do every day that is different than what you're doing i i don't know i I would hope that you you got you can tell me i would hope that when a guy gets to the first tee no matter how many times he's played and it's a tour event and the ropes are up and there's your name on the on the walking score deal like, it gets you excited. Like, you're, you're excited to play because who knows what you're going to do. Yeah. I, I, I would think that's the same kind of feeling for a lot of people who are listening, you know. And if it's if you're not a pro but you play in an event at your club or something like that, it, you know, you want to be excited on the first tee. Of course. Tee. When you do anything in life, it, if, you, if it brings you joy and it gets your attention, mm-hmm. then you're doing the right thing. So I still, still feel that. I would say the only time in the last 10 years I've been nervous – Truly, like, okay, I'm like kind of get 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 out of your own headspace for a minute, just do your job. Was coming on for the first time hosting the Olympics, because Bob Costas has done that since most of us have been alive, and the most people, like I think it was like forty percent of America, had never seen anybody but Bob Costas host the Olympics in prime time, and like for like the two minutes before, I'm like. Okay, well let's see. How should I do this? Should I have like fun? Should I be serious? I, and then like a minute later I just cracked a joke in the studio mm-hmm. and just like, you know, this, come on, stop. It's no big deal. Doing, it's, it's only the whole the world. world. You're talking. Dude, who cares? Well I did I did look <laughs> so at uh, I did look at Drew Brees and Tony Dungy uh, on the set at halftime before this Super Bowl halftime this year. I said, Guys, no pressure, but hundred and three million people are gonna be watching yeah. you right now. This is the biggest audience you will ever talk in front of. Don't screw up. Yep. There's still billions and we go. who are watching. Yeah. You know, you think, think there's, it. A, there's
1: multiple a, billions that don't even know you're on TV. That's a really. So, Next so, time you get nervous, think of that. So the, I, I, only should 100 th- mil. I should think
2: about the nice gentleman in Micronesia who yeah. doesn't have a TV. He just reads. He doesn't even know what you're doing. Micronesia right Bob. But you do like you went from that Olympics back to do the super. I mean, you're
1: all you do football, basketball, NHL. You call them swimming and, and horses yeah. and everything. What's the hardest
2: when you get an assignment? Oh, good one. Like, I got to yeah. tighten up. I need to do some research. What's the hardest one to call? Well. The research is there for all of them. I think the ones I've done the least are the ones you have to do the most research so you feel comfortable. Uh, But, like, I'll do the Thursday-Friday here, which is, it's not easy, quote-unquote, but it's natural, right, because I've done many, many, many golf tournaments. Don't do them as much as I used to. But I'll still do my research for Thursday and Friday because you want to feel like you're adding to the broadcast, you know. Um, The hard one is hockey for me. It's the hardest one to broadcast. The guys who call hockey on a regular basis, I have such admiration for. Because hockey, you can never look down. You've got to memorize the numbers. And it's the only sport where they change players in the competition without stopping. Yeah. You know, basketball, we stop. Fast. Baseball, the umpire takes off his mask and waves to the guy and says, this guy is in. Football, it's you know, between plays. Even if the clock's running, you're going to sub. The ball's not moving. Hockey, it's just you know you get four or five minutes of it. So you, I'll tell you a quick one. I did a Red Wings Blackhawks yeah. game, first game I did like four years ago. I've only done like a dozen games. I'm not very good at it, and I'm doing the game, and I'm I'm suck. but I, <laughs> I, I I got a tip from one of the guys who does it. Often says, just memorize lines, you know like. Stolz, Rico Nost. they will be the line. That's a hell of a left line. Left wing, center, right wing. Right, so <laughs> you have a sense. I'm the center. Right, <laughs> you're the enforcer.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> I'm the enforcer. Can you skate? By the way, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I haven't Can you skate? Actually, That's actually,
2: it. I'll send you a
1: clip of me skating, yes. Mike. We actually have a had a bet with this with a former NHL player that was quite the production. And you can't fact. skate? I can. Get around a rink. I cannot <laughs> lift a puck or check a former NHL player to the ground. But you can't while wearing no pads. <laughs> he was <while laughs> wearing this no is, pads. This is
0: how terrified he was. He didn't even put pads on. He's like, take I it I do not want to kill <laughs> Wiz or
1: dude. I couldn't kill <laughs> Wiz. Think I go down cool. in history as the guy that killed the Wiz.
2: I <laughs> could have cool. taken his head off. <laughs> that's bad. So, so memorize the lines. I memorize the lines. Second shift of the first game I do. Some guy takes a stick to the face. He's out for the rest of the game. He's cut, oh. stitches. Couldn't come back. So I'm like. Now, every, everything I memorized completely out of yep. the window because now we're shuffling oh, lines. That's so worst case. The hockey announcers, hockey play-by-play announcers have my admiration. They've got to constantly talk. In golf, if you shut up, people love you. Oh man, it's great. You know what? was such a good time. I, I was watching the golf on Sunday and you guys are so good. I, I took a nap. You guys are so peaceful and co- <laughs> the worst thing
1: ever. <laughs> right?
0: Just lay out. Like, right? <laughs> like, the rudest thing is like people are like, "Oh, I love to turn the golf on, and take a nap." Yes. I'm like, no. Wake <laughs> your ass up. Listen, that's to me. my job. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, so if you know
2: if you know what you're doing here, less is more. Yeah. People. Some people just like to see the
0: shots, and you don't have to overtalk it. So this is driving me nuts. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. The he just retired, legendary hockey. broadcast. Oh Emmer. my God, yeah. Doc Emmerich. He is so good. Like yeah. you said, that's why I admire him so much, the way he does it. First off, he goes so fast, he could just be totally making shit up. I don't <laughs> really even know. I mean, that's like, the beauty of hockey. I'm from here like, to here, from here to here. And I'm like, I don't even know if
2: that's true, but whatever. <laughs> exactly. Sounds good. He lives in Michigan. He lives about an hour north. God, a, he's good. What a great guy and a wordsmith. And he, he, uh, he, uses, he uses the language. Within broadcasting, as well as anybody ever has, and that's a that's a really cool thing. He'll say like a, a defenseman is ladling. He'll saucer the puck in. Like you don't know what he said, but now when you think about it, oh saucer, okay, so it, like it lands over the rim and in that little spot on the saucer where the cup sits mm-hmm. perfect genius. brilliant genius different he's, verbiage and then
1: mccord yeah. was very good at that oh my speaking God, of making shit up 98 <laughs> percent of his stats were just he's like i just made it up so he misses the fairway left 75 percent
0: <laughs> he literally told me a piece. he's like <laughs> he just, right. literally just he's like <laughs> no one t- knows t- <laughs> this was pre-google you that's right
1: there was no fact checkers calling the hotline like that's <laughs> wrong he's just make up that's what he told
0: me he goes listen what you do is you make shit up so ridiculous that they can't even prove it yeah there's no staff
2: they don't keep that that's the thing now with shot link you can find everything and that's the other thing too now you, oh. know, now you have the police department online waiting for everything you say. Hey, heard you say this. It's wrong. It was, you know, well, that's not what I said in the first place. But yeah, that's fine. You know what? Go it, away, Twitter. It, well, no. it makes us better mm-hmm. because you know that people are going to catch you. And that's fine. If something artificial or not, real or not, embraced or not, forces you to be better at what you do, that's great. Like the whole live thing. I think i think live golf and we all have our own opinions on it mm-hmm. i think it's going to force the pga tour to be better i think it's already happening yeah starting you know it, it has to competition is good uh checks and balances are really good and as long as you know hey don't take it don't take it as gospel from somebody who's drinking on their couch and just tweeting random angry stuff if somebody says an anonymous name yeah, yeah. If somebody says i love something those people legit, right I, I, would, would you go on twitter with uh with a false a false account. and you now it's like a Kevin Durant yeah, burner account burner. You have Kevin Durant burner burner. Burner situation. It'd be fun. Yeah. Would yeah. you? It Is would that be, the question? Like better it than
0: most? I mean right? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I don't know. I'll <laughs> hey. nah, be honest. Hey. I kind so cold, cold, cold yeah, yeah, of like I, I kinda just fire at people anyway <laughs> you come at me i'm coming back at that, you that's true one There's follower that account yeah. created yesterday
1: get in an argument absolutely
2: yeah. better than nose look yeah. out
1: i like that We're better in. than notes stay on golf uh broadcast for a minute because you do a lot of on tv like you said sometimes you just lay out that's the best thing you can right. do but you actually we had the pleasure of working with you this year at the masters you're doing on radio which is like the opposite because so then fun. you can't just lay out and let them walk down the yeah. fairway. you gotta and the birds are flying i mean it's golf <laughs> on radio is a different beast is it not
2: it's a totally different beast and it's. It's interesting because I, I never understood that it could work. And then I went over to the British Open, which was called still called the British Open at that point. We'll and heard the BBC do it. This is 20 years ago. I'm like, damn, this works. I can follow this. And then PGA Tour radio started to pick up a little steam. And now it's a real thing. And those guys do such a good job. And they really do. You'll find yourself in the car driving, and you know what's going on. And yep. it's pretty neat. So uh, listening to those guys do it over the years and be able to hop in. Uh, Anytime you're asked to do anything at Augusta, I think you do it. Uh, No doubt. Exactly. And it's. Touche. Only a couple of people get to call the Masters. And Mm -hmm. to do it on radio was kind of cool. And then uh, I got a chance to do it with Curtis Strange, who got me started uh, as my sidekick in the 18th Tower 24, 25 years ago. And uh, just a chance to do golf with him again and sit there at Augusta for three
0: hours and kind of laugh is.
2: It was so worth it. I loved it. It was. It was it's, it's fun. It's
0: different. You oh, mentioned yeah. the the golf on the radio at the Sirius XM. I was calling a shot at 3 a. m the other day, and Fred Albers was like 10 <laughs> yeah. yards from me. And I'm like in the middle of a call, and all of a sudden here, this guy just made an unreal oven down. He's it like, he turned up. chicken feathers into chicken salad, and I was like, what the hell? I just start like laughing. It's
1: gotta like, be jelly because jam don't shake like <laughs> that or some crazy like, shit.
0: What in the hell did he just say? I start dying laughing as I'm trying to make a call. I, I will say that you There's, should steal that. Yeah, you take sure. that. I, I will say this: those guys see a lot of golf shots now. Yes. I mean, it's four
2: days. It's yep. six hours. Those boys see—they see a lot a of four lot footers. Of they describe a lot of putts.
1: You gotta have different ways to say the same thing over oh and over. Oh my God! Turning
2: over. towards the hole and it's in. It's down. It's three. We, and it's he a walks lot. up and he's <laughs> at, Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. All that stuff. I like to ask this to all of our broadcasters that come on. You're top Who else one. have you guys had on? Your best friend. We Sean had McDonald. Johnny McD. Okay. Uh, Who else have uh, we had? We had like, Noda. We Brandle. had Romo. He doesn't really count. Romo yeah. doesn't count for well, anything. He's a, well, kind of a wild card. Real impressive. So far, yeah. Noda. Yeah, we can't get
0: Nancy's Too big. What? Come yeah, I'm on, joking. No, Nancy asked to come on. I said no. <laughs> no, we, we, we're just we're booked up for a while, Jim. Yeah,
1: if you're <laughs> you guys are bad. But uh, give me your. There has to be one moment in thirty-two years where you've got, said something and been like, "Whoops, that was bad."
2: Give me a oopsie day. You know, I, knock on wood, man. I have not had a disastrous blooper. I know. I I said he's good. I, I know, said somebody sucks. sprained their mid left foot, uh, which not three if feet. If that's the worst thing. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I'm lucky. I have not really, you know, called the wrong guy, the wrong name at the wrong time. So I'm, so far, so good. Give it time. So when I screw up this weekend, <laughs> yeah. I am calling your ass yeah. and blaming you gotcha. for putting it in my head. Yeah, yeah. no, that's always that's always our that's uh, always our biggest fear, right? My fear when I was doing a bunch of sports at the same time was that I'd have like the the quarterback for Boston College playing point guard for the Celtics, you know, or. Like a guy named Brown, whether you'll have—I you know, you, might go through the year and have 24 different guys named Brown in different sports. Like, just make sure you get the right one. And now that you get older, the hard part is the first names of a lot of the second-generation guys. Oh yeah, man, We're getting it's hard the kids hell. coming. In. Yeah. God, even, and the numbers might be the same. Lo- even out, even out here, it's just it's hard. Screw I love it. that.
0: 32 years, you haven't messed up. It took me like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. No, I've awesome. messed
2: up. I just haven't had a. One of those, like, hey, you got to see this blooper. Well, I, the guy- I
1: YouTubed Mike Tirico bloopers. You know what came up? Nothing. Mike Tirico's greatest calls. Yes. Over and over. I was like, oh, Jesus, there's th- not th- a th- single thing. Thanks for thing. looking for that. <laughs> yeah. My
2: favorite TV blooper I've ever seen is a guy who was doing the local news in Atlanta on TV, like the noon show. This was 30 years ago, maybe more. And he said, uh, so-and-so died today at his Athens home. He was 70 degrees. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Mm. Fabulous. Yep. And That's then they came him. out and did a correction because they got the age wrong. And he said he was seventy-two degrees. Mm, he repeated it oh, twice. Retraction, quick it's, retraction. It's fabulous. It's fabulous.
0: I'll tell you, one of mine um, was like I think my third week ever doing this. I was in the tower on seventeen in Memphis, mm. and it was a five-hour show. It's one hundred and ten degrees out. I'm like getting delirious outside. there. Smell yeah. very. Oh my god. Aromatic. But it's we're showing <laughs> Cam. We're showing Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. And I was like over at seventeen, Cam Newton, and it like it didn't Cam hit Newton? me until Cam about Newton. like. Twelve seconds later, and I'm like, I looked at the spotter, and I go, "Did I just say Cam?" Newton? He's like, yeah. "I was like, I was like, sorry about that. It's almost football season. I'm, I'm just getting a little excited." And they look at me. Easy mistake. Yes, they, yes like, they do. Easy uh, mistake to make. It happens.
2: It, it it totally happens. So
0: I still can't believe
2: Cam Smith played 10 through 14 at the old course back nine Sunday in the Open in 15 strokes. That still blows. Like we were watching it. I think everybody was so not just into watching Rory, but sure that he was going to find yeah. a way mm-hmm. that it just kind of snuck up on you a little bit, that, oh wait, he's made three now he's made four, but the time you he made four it was on your radar and they made five like, uh, where they had the holes tucked yes. on that day to, to go through those five holes in 15 strokes, that's one of the all-time great back nine Sunday stretches in the history of major championship golf and I don't think it got I
1: don't the a, I the think it The have. story's Eesh. been more Rory didn't win than Cam Smith just played one of the best final Can rounds in Open 30? Championship history yes. and won
2: the damn thing. It seems to be the the narrative is more of Rory didn't win. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I did the all time I was lucky enough to do the all time it's remembered for the guy who lost than the guy who won. Mm. Vandeveld in ninety nine. Oh. You know, you, you, you never there. you never mentioned Paul R. You always mention Vandeveld yeah. first, you know. And it was the same it's the same kind of thing in a certain way. But Cam Smith's a little more acclaimed than Paul Laurie coming off the players win in March but still it just it was I I think Rory had everybody pulling for him for all the reasons we've discussed Mm -hmm. ad nauseum but he really did and he had it right there in his hands I think he played the smart safe round sometimes you turn around and the car behind you you didn't see and it's going 90 and it's
0: past you like oh wait there's no police officer there. I can go that fast, and it's too late. Well, you mentioned, I mean, you were there. Like, people say he might have played safe. I'm like, those hole locations yeah. were so difficult. He, I mean, it was hard to get within 20 feet. Cam Smith just had a really hot right. putter. But you mentioned the, the 99 Open with Vandeveld. I mean, because that's what it is, remember, yeah. for a lot of people don't know that Paul Laurie won. Trivia question for my man over here. Yeah, go ahead. Who was the yeah. third man in that playoff?
1: Mm-hmm. Fabulous question. This is I'll what give you I, a hint.
0: I'll give you a hint.
1: Why are you picking on me? I'm
2: not. I don't the, know it just came to young, me. I, I know he knows because he was there. <laughs> um,
1: Paul Allery won. I know that. Yep. That's a trivia question. That comes up. Who won when the, Correct. the year? Correct. So, so here
2: it is. He won
0: a major championship
2: two years before.
0: He's actually forgotten in a couple of playoffs. He's also forgotten at the one in Whistling Straits right. as well. That's exactly right. This, this exactly. show's not about me,
1: guys. I'd like to, <laughs> <laughs> like to defer. I'd like to keep the spotlight on the no, guy you know, that we're here to same feature. same guy was in the yeah. same
0: playoff uh, when VJ won at Whistling Straits yeah. with Chris DiMarco. Um, but he's never yeah. – Justin Leonard was the other guy oh, in yeah. the playoff. And people are like, oh, I don't,
2: I know don't even I remember that. that. Yeah. I remember Paul right.
1: Lauer winning. I remember Vanderbilt, obviously. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, so the three worst drives just, to ever start a playoff. So, one of the quick, quick side. I like that playoff format, too. The four-hole? Yeah. It's the best. I love it, and especially at the Open. It's really cool. So, that took about 30 minutes from when he sank his putt on 18, Vanderveld, for the playoff to start. He went up to his room and changed his pants. Now, it no, was what? rainy. It was, you're staying right there at the hotel. It was rainy. It was a terrible day. I don't know why he had to change his pants, but he comes down <laughs> a good in different – yeah, exactly. yeah, I got an idea. <laughs> exactly. He comes down in different trousers. It, it was a half hour. It was like, what are we doing? Never what are we I heard for? that. And it was cold and damp and dark and wet, and it was one of the <laughs> worst – you go back and watch those three tee shots. They're the worst three tee shots to start a playoff in the history of the majors. And people always say that for hyperbole. It was. It's not even close. It was oh, really, that's really incredible. bad. Yeah, it was brutal. And – Paul Laurie, to his credit, played an unbelievable round. How he shot what he shot in the final mm-hmm. round is one thing. But then his second shot at 18, he had a one-shot lead at that point, two-shot lead. His second shot in the playoff at 18 was amazing. For how cold and wet it was, like, felt like it was 50 degrees the whole week. Carnoustie was, that was the, – the best part of that whole week was, like, greenskeeper's revenge. The greenskeeper was mad at the people telling him how to set up the course and he was going to be fired. So he just – fertilize the rough and let it go that's why the, it was insane the winning yeah. score that i think it was plus eight to get in the playoffs. that's playoff. the kind of major i like to see oh no this was plus eight this was complete total carnage this was the hardest golf course i think i've ever seen it it Rivals the massacre at Wingfoot in 74 for the hardest yeah, majors. And Vanderville yeah. had to make a little putt just to get in that
1: playoff. Yeah. It could have oh been God.
0: even. Has there ever been a bigger worse. fist pump for a triple? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever
1: going to pump one, that's I
2: was like, dude, you going to make quad. Got the, wor- got the worst break. Yes. Ever. Yeah, it wasn't great. all the ball has to do is stay in the grandstand. Mm-hmm. Bounce off of anything, but not backwards and into the thick rough. We had to go over the burn, and you've all seen. He had origins. to be. He had
0: to be watching now at 3 a.m. on 17, oh God, and be right. like, "Where the hell was that right. bounce for me?" Come oh, on.
2: you wonder how often he thinks yeah. that, right? Like, wh- why didn't I get a good bounce? Bat- Do you remember the um, Never Compromise was the
0: putter, yes, the putter company? At the time, he he went, went back out in
2: yeah. uh-huh. Christmas time the next year for a commercial and played the whole hole with the putter.
0: Made six. Yeah, that's right. Made six. What have won The that's open. Right. That's that's pretty right. good He's going <laughs> over the <butter>. burns. <laughs> yeah, but you were you were over at the Open Championship at St Andrews just a couple weeks or yeah a couple weeks ago. Take us through that scene on Friday with Tiger walking up 18.
2: Uh, that was that was one that you just wanted to like take us, I'm glad it wasn't on the air. You just take a step back and take it in, because mm-hmm. you really do think, you know what, may not see this again. So we do shifts at the open, because we're on for 11 hours. So the shift at that point was uh, Terry Gannon, and Sir Nick, and uh, Kurt Byram's in there, and I forget who else was in there. But the next shift was me, with um, Peter Jacobson, Steve Sands, and we walked out of the booth. The booth was by 17, just so we watched Tiger play 17 then watch him tee off 18 mm-hmm. and kind of take the walk because I don't think he'll play there again. I, I, I wasn't ready to say he absolutely will not. But I think all of us, when he walked over the bridge and he didn't stop and pause yeah, oh, like, and eh. look back, like, oh, man, that was – That but, might be it. But then – to see him tear up yeah, as he got closer to 18, that was like, that was a lot of things. That was his appreciation for how much the people there appreciated him and all he's done. But it was also like, you know what? Maybe it is the end. You know, I, he'll still try. He, he'll always still try. But you guys know, you know, deep down when the tank is you know, starting to starting to show E and he knows it. You don't
1: tear up on the if you think I'm on lap three, right? I got another one to go. You only do that when you think this might be it. at least at St. Andrews,
2: and especially Tiger, who, knowing him, would have been pissed with what he was shooting. Oh yeah, more than anything else. That 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 overriding emotion keeps out the sadness, the mm-hmm. tears, that kind of thing. That, that that emotion was completely overridden by that reality, and and he verbalized it too. But I thought that week, in addition to that, I thought. What he said about the PGA Tour and the Live Tour and the differences between the two, the, the dude for a quarter century has been the face of the PGA Tour. He has put money in more people's pockets, including all the guys on the Live Tour. All the guys on the Live Tour play the PGA Tour make a boatload more money because of Tiger Woods, period. You cannot argue that statement. Uh, all of us in TV, the importance of golf, all of that is because of one guy. He's been the face of it for 25 years since Hello World in Milwaukee. Uh And for the first time, he really stepped up to be the voice in golf, putting pressure on the major championships, just laying it out there for those guys. Hey, you know what? You may never experience what we're experiencing now if you go there and you can't get in majors. It was really it was cool to see. I'm glad that he took that moment. To play a card that he had never played before, especially for a guy that hasn't
1: really spoken up in his career on much of any, you know, he kind of plays it right down the middle. I don't want to get involved in all this, and then finally now you're that, seeing him like he's taking a stance, whether you agree or not. Well,
2: who was one of his guys, MJ? Yeah, and
1: you know, Michael famously, ex- yeah.
2: exactly, you know, and and that served Michael well for quite some time. Look, he, I hate. I can't stand some of the debate shows on TV. It doesn't mean that first take is not a good show mm. or, the, or or any of these shows are not interesting. Skip. Um any of them. Fine. <laughs> you keep going. Skipper, keep going. I love to hear Skippy's things. <laughs> my, my, my point is like those shows while you may have some natural disagreement, you're just disagreeing for the sake of shows. show. Yes. It's, it's a lot WWE, of show, right? So you're you're saying you're saying things, you're saying things. Do you really mean all of them? Sometimes when you say nothing and you don't want to share what you think, the one or two times that you do, it's 20 times more powerful than the person who's always screaming at the top of their lungs. And that's what this was with Tiger. It's a, a stark comparison of the two, but that's what this was. This was finally, Tiger is saying once and for all, I'm going to speak up, and this is what I think. And since I don't do it all the time, I probably should stop and pay attention.
0: Yeah, it was a memorable hey, interview for him. I mean, you, you cover every You cover everything. You've been around all the greats in all the sports. Has anyone done more f- for a sport than no. Tigers? No, 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 no.
2: It's such a great point. Like, you think about, okay, who's the best of the best that you've seen in your mm-hmm. lifetime, right? You know, baseball, multiple guys you can make an argument about. There's no one guy who stands above all, because a lot of the guys who set the records, there are PED questions about, mm-hmm. so you can't yeah. really say there's, there's that guy. Football, you certainly, from a championship standpoint, you say Brady. You know, basketball, you can go Magic, you can go Michael, you can go. Larry Bird Mm -hmm. all had unique impacts at that time but the impact that Tiger had he took a sport that was country club niche white male and exposed it to and not cool by the way to the opposite of all of those things now it hasn't flipped I I, I screwed up I thought if you you made me bet my bet was Tiger was going to bring more minorities to playing the game and we're seeing a few we're seeing some but let's be honest it's you know you go through the faces of the guys who are in this event this week or any tour event it's 98 percent white guys mm-hmm. right but i do think there's a coolness to golf that tiger has brought his real impact has been look at the size of the guys six one six two yeah they're athletes. i mean i'm i'm not picking on you at all colt but, but, no, how's but how's go how ahead. tall are you
0: Five eight, five, eh. five eight after it rains, right?
2: Eh. Five eight. a little, little bit of growth after it rains
0: with the moon boots.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> <but, but, laughs> Real quick, so, 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 so then I got funny My so, astronaut so, suit. My, my
2: my point is like the average major winners are like five eight five nine. You know, mm-hmm. think of Watson, think of yeah. Trevino, think of those guys. Now, look at look at the guys. It's it's like oh, he could be a tight end. Oh, he could be an outside backer. You know? it's different. It's it's different. And I yeah. think Tiger making it cool. And being that physical presence and bringing physicality, you don't see guys who are, the, as often now, who are short. And if you do, they are strong and they are wiry. Mm-hmm. It's changed the calculus of the whole deal. And to no me, it's doubt. been a huge impact. I mean, that's I mean, one yeah. th- no,
0: no, that's one, that's one thing. I mean, I mean, you look at them, they're, they're athletes now. Uh, they're big athletes. But you yeah. mentioned the height thing. Yeah, so the beautiful Pat Perez one day <laughs> calls me. <laughs> Okay, yeah, he's like, I gotta talk. to You said his name, and we yeah, spit my yeah. water out. And I mean, yeah. I just love Pat. I'm Let's like, get into Pat is, right now. He's calling me. This is this is weird. He's like, I gotta talk to you about <laughs> Let's something. Let's hang out for a while. I'm like, oh boy, what happened? He goes. So I'm sitting here looking at your PGA Tour bio. It says you're 5'9", 215. He goes, look, you can lie about one. You can't lie about both. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: was like, that's, that's beautiful. Good. That's, that's, good. Good. that's good. That's great. <laughs> <good>. That's, that's <laughs> Pat Paretta. Which one
1: would you rather lie <laughs> about? That's which, that's which, now you got to pick fifteen, one. guys. Because he makes shout. a valid point. <laughs>
3: Next question. <laughs> two, Go on. 215. <laughs> All right, it's 217. <laughs> Damn it, Pat. You can Pat. lie about one. You can't
0: lie about that both. That is really, really good. What's that's Patty
1: right. Boy putting on his weight, though? I would want to know what that was, too. I don't think they have that on the Lib website. He's weighed down now. Right- handed <laughs> right. Play,
2: plays right cash is right it's all good.
1: since you brought up some of these like iconic like Tiger at St. Andrews and things like that, the 99 open championship mm-hmm. super memorable if you had to pick like this is my most memorable call or the thing that I saw that stands out the most yeah you never call another game in your life what's like the pinnacle well, yeah right it's, now
2: it's uh it's Tiger 2000 at St. Andrews winning mm-hmm. the, the career grand slam he's only the fifth guy to do it mm-hmm. and the first three weren't on tv the fourth one was on you know seen in 1965. So, if you think about it, when that happened, it was 2000. It had been almost 35 years since it happened before. It hasn't happened in 22 years since. So, once in the last 57 years, somebody's completed the career slam. I know we talk about it all the time, we're against the Masters. We got three guys who are one shy of it right now. But that just hadn't happened. That's, that's the rarest of rare of rare in, in the sport. And to be, to be on the mic calling that and do that was something I'll just cherish forever that's a big what, one. what kind of
0: race relationship do you have with tiger
2: uh you know what it's it's good i don't i never pretend to be friends with mm-hmm. athletes you cover i just i like having a healthy relationship where if i need something i can ask whether it's for on air or for background mm-hmm. and build trust i'm not in a position where i'm um you know, working for Outside the Lines at, the, at my old place, ESPN. And it's not a knock, it's just, you're not in a position where you have to do these journalistic type interviews all the time. But there are times you have to ask hard questions. So mm-hmm. I always try to keep a little bit of a buffer or a distance. So to the point of Tiger, um, if I reach out, he usually will get back to me. Yeah. And he's been really good and really nice along the way. And, and I, look, None of us are perfect. He has imperfections, but he has done so much for the sport, and our relationship. We both started. He was on tour August yeah. ninety six. Mm-hmm. I started January of 97. Yeah. First man I called he won was the Mercedes Tournament Champions mm-hmm. at La Costa. He beat Lehman in a one-hole playoff mm-hmm. on Sunday. Got washed out. Um, so I've, I've kind of paralleled his entire rise through this and been able to see a whole bunch of it. He's been great to me over yeah. the time. So I mean,
0: lucky. Talk about you've been in a long time. Talk about how much it's, like, has changed for you. Like, Because, I mean, nowadays, you slip up one time, everybody wants your job, and Absolutely. it's gone. Yeah. You're like, yeah. That's Twitter. Tell me how, That's just yeah, social. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you can't say one thing. Like, if you want to try to be – people try to be entertaining and funny, but then it's like, oh, God, I can't say the wrong thing, or if I offend one person, I'm right. screwed.
2: Well – like and and you guys know' because you talked about Gary before, I love McCord and Faraday and Peter Alice, too, Ugh, which mm, is hysterical Legend. like they can't get away, they couldn't get away with the stuff now on the air they got away with twenty twenty five years ago, and that sucks. it's just a
1: different yeah,
0: way of, is the, it the
1: risk's not worth the reward to make one funny but, joke, get a couple laughs, or oops, that came out wrong, people are offended, I'm done
2: That's perfectly said drew, but but people also want they want somebody to be entertaining mm-hmm. and it, it's a really. Thin line to follow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad that my job is the what. You know, yeah. people don't come to me for entertainment. My, my wife will tell you I'm the least funny person in our family, <laughs> and that includes the dog. Dogs funnier <laughs> than I am. But like you, you don't, you know, you, I, you don't have to sit there in our job and be quippy, creative, funny. You can have humor with your group. It's usually pretty safe mm-hmm. humor with something that happens. But did I offend someone? Is there somebody who could take this the wrong way? Is always in the back of your mind. Now it's in the front of your mind. Mm-hmm. And you know nobody, nobody wants to be canceled. We all like doing this. You, you wish that as a society, not just for TV sports or radio sports or pods or anything like that, you just wish that our, our society could, one, loosen up a little bit. I totally understand people being offended. Mm-hmm. And you don't, want, you don't want to say offensive stuff. If mm-hmm. somebody's offended by it, you shouldn't say it. That's why the Washington football team changed their name. Yeah. You know, sit and talk to somebody from that community, and you understand why their former nickname was so offensive to people. Mm-hmm. So even though it, we did it for a long time, it wasn't right. It yeah. needed to change. So being offensive intentionally is one thing. But people make mistakes. Yeah, and it's like
1: a one-strike policy anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know?
2: and, we, and we just have lost the art of compromise in everything. Even, like, changing lanes. Like, you go to change lanes, and like people get mad at you. Like, what are you doing? Like, stop, relax, you know, you can't talk politics with people anymore because you're afraid if you bring it up they won't speak to you again if you don't agree in political uh, beliefs it's, we we should be a lot better about it. what we've had in this country for a long time, what has made us great is the collective and bringing people together and now we're moving away from collective we're moving back to separate and individual and dislike and it just isn't serving us well and I just Hope we can all get our act together a little bit better. And I'll tell you one thing, which is cool about golf. I did this event uh, in northern Michigan this uh, past spring, and Arne Tellum, who runs the Detroit Pistons, he's the chairman of the Pistons. He brought try to bring Republicans and Democrats in the state of Michigan together, oh. and try to do it on the golf course, mm. because this is one place yeah. that. How'd it go? Um, not as many from one side played as the other side, but that's okay. There was enough, and there was some, and at least the spirit of it sparked a desire to do it again next year. And this is one place where you can bring together people who disagree and maybe have some commonality. As you know, four hours out there, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of figure out what somebody's all about. Which side was
1: light, Mike? I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. The independents, true. Get the thing. Yeah. Yeah. The libertarians were a no-show.
2: Communist party was not
1: well represented on the golf course. Are you about to announce your presidential campaign right I, here, 2024, I, it'd to Rico
2: it would be my eye, only if Colt would be my running. Oh God, there's well, too I'm many a, skeletons. Five times. He's the vice captain, assistant Ryder Cup
0: captain now. <laughs> time, so time, he's got I I a lot of shit going on. Yeah, I'll slide busy. in. I'll write well, your speeches. But, um, what you said about you know trying to. You know, make a joke or all this. That's why I just make fun of myself. Right? Exactly. I can only offend me. (laughs) That's great. You can only piss yourself off so much, and you will still talk to yourself. Exactly. Right. Tweet yourself. It is. is, (laughs) I just think it is tragic because, like, it is a show, right? Like, what we're doing is a show, and I want to be entertaining.
2: So I wonder, like, and we're all the way off any topic that you guys. Yeah, we're just we're we're just 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 fellas chopping it up. What about comedians? Like. How I thought what's remem- going on with Chappelle? He can't right, even right, get I gigs. I right. mean, they're kicking him out of places. I don't remember the last borderline offensive comedian that I saw on TV or anything. They're like that. And that used to be the case. Like, Don Rickles insulted, oh, now, soft for its time, or no, soft for now, but in its time, it had sharp edges. Don Rickles insulted everybody who was breathing. And like now, it's like oh, you can't do that.
1: Uh, Richard Pryor, oh, right? Exactly. Pretty good. Go would be gone on in on. a second nowadays. There's one
0: guy that just doesn't care, and that's Ricky Gervais. He's off. Like, Bill Burr kind of, I'm just of falls keep doing in, it, and I don't really care what y'all think. Well, Ricky, remember, Bill and Chappelle. George Carlin, yeah. one
2: of his famous bits was the seven words you can't say. Now on a podcast, you can you know. No. Well, McAfee on his radio show. Oh, I, he says the seven in every segment. I and feel
1: like the guys that don't abide by the, like, the rules or worry about being – are the ones people gravitate towards. Look at McAfee. You know what I mean? Look true. at Love Them or Hate him. Barstool. Like, dude, they say stuff and they have a huge following. It's like people, it seems like, are craving for the non-super PC stuff, but there's only a few people willing to actually do it and can, and can right. get away with it.
2: And, and can get away with Barkley. it. Barkley. Chuck. And, exactly. Over Over the years, exactly right. So I think what's happened now is we are – anti-institution if there's an institution out there people want to go after it and knock it down or chip it or chip away at it institutions help make individuals successful and now it's just it's like old school days it's the revolution of the individuals mm-hmm. and they're fighting back in every possible way and i don't know if it's the phone everybody's got a phone they feel like they've got influence power voice mm-hmm. whatever it is but you know anybody who's been put in any sort of discomfort they're just going to fight back and Try to take it down.
1: So. We're really digging deep we here. Deep. We're solving some the problems hell? right now. This is not know, what I Way different of than I thought I was going to. I don't yeah. know. Do you some want offices? to talk about some dumb shit right now? Yeah. We got nine yeah. dumb things about, like, to
2: talk about. Let's talk about me carrying makeup all the time. You want to talk about that? What
1: is your makeup routine like? like How long did it take you to get done oh, up?
2: Like 90 seconds.
1: Is it just the dome?
2: It yeah. It's just like some powder and some anti shine. What about yeah. you? You got oh, a yeah. nice. you got Well, I'm out on the golf
1: course now, so it doesn't matter.
2: But like, if you're going to be a front of the camera, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love when they you powder, powder that head. thing up. It's, it's great. great. A good feeling. Yeah. I'm like, so they say that, like cool. I'm sweating here like a Hold pig on. Yeah. and you're taking this
2: little thing and tapping yeah. my head. It ain't going to do a thing. You're, you're shy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. Let me help you. <laughs> now I <I'm> just going to sweat makeup
1: into my eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. So I do <laughs> carry
2: makeup with me wherever I go, which is nice. Oh, really?
0: Are you wearing any right now? No. Uh, well, it's, what do you got on? If you can't tell, <laughs> then you know, I win. That's right. I'm good at it. That's right. Who's two years. Of all the people you've worked with, does anyone spend longer in the makeup chair than Brandel?
2: Oh, no. <laughs> oh no, that, that and I don't work with them all that often, but yeah, no, no, that's a that's that, a process. His
0: that's writer's
1: got to be long too. He's got to have some old literature so he could quote it. A com- you know, it's a
2: complete look. What I here's what I love about Brandel. He works. He, cool. works he grinds. Off. Like I always I always joke about his legal pad. His legal pad's got more scribbles and more stuff. Like he's researching stuff. He's like, do you remember remember that shot? Remember that shot Aoki hit in '81? I'm like, no, dude. I don't, mean no, the, I don't mean the double head. I was mean, like, dude, he like, you know, he's, he's, that's, that's kind of like a Don January leg action, isn't? It? Like, can you give me a shot of that? Like, he's a smart man. He's, he he's knows a some smart golf deep. Dude. He works his tail off, and he's not afraid to take on a topic and then defend it. And he's good with you disagree with it, trying to knock it down a little bit because he loves the sparring. It's pretty cool because it's actually taking golf, a sport that never had a uh, debate or a post-conversation culture, and it's actually added to it, which I think is really cool.
1: And love him or hate him, the points he takes, like, he b- truly believes It's not some of that shock jock stuff we were talking about, some of those names nope. that came up on the debate debate shows, like, let's just argue for the sake of arguing. Right. If he argues it, like, he truly believes Like, I got a tiger stat here. Well, I'll he can back, back up. that up with right. 50 pieces of info. Well,
2: he can back it up. And, and in defense of the other guys, like, they've become entertainment. They were all journalists and writers, and they know the deal. But you've got to do it five days a week on a bunch of topics. Like, I, I did talk radio for a little bit after Dan Patrick went out on his own. I followed Dan doing his show on ESPN radio, and I wasn't very good at it because I didn't have a take on the Red Sox bullpen. Like, I, like, I don't care. I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have that. You need idea. an opinion
1: on everything. That's
2: a, that's a hard thing to do. So, doing that every day is a challenge. Brandle is one sport each day, but he'll come find a topic and he'll defend it or make you. It makes you think about it. And I have full, full, full respect. And he's got beautiful hair.
1: If you want to dive back into radio, Gravy Sleaze and an. It's I not like, terrible. And I, you don't have to say shit or not. We say dumb stuff
2: all the time. I like you guys on the radio because there's like, a, there's like an almost thought in your mind, those guys don't know they're on. <laughs> yet, yet. Yet there's always a return to purpose. No, no, I'm serious. There's there's always like a return to purpose. When when the Lyft stuff was really starting, you guys had more fascinating conversations. I I actually sat in my driveway for about eight or nine minutes listening to you guys. Forget I could just listen on my phone. Right. I could get out of the car. It's true. But but it's that kind of – and that's good because the conversations that you guys would have off-air, you have Mm on-air. And that makes a difference of people know each other. That's why all the other shows are great. They try. Nothing is like PTI on TV because Kornheiser and Wilbon have been having They're those arguments at the Washington Post mm-hmm. in the newsroom for 40 years. And they just it's a continued conversation. You took the cameras down and the lights down and the mics off, and the two of them were still there. The conversation would it's continue. I've been in the room. I've heard it. I've seen it. And that's who they are. And so that's the one thing about today, getting back to this other stuff we're talking about, it's authentic. If it's authentic, yep, people will buy it and they'll... Test drive it for longer than one minute. And that's what you guys are when you're on the show. You're authentic. That's the nicest yeah, that's thing so anyone's that's ever yeah. said to us. Yeah. Thank you. You. Save that. You,
1: wrote, you. I wrote him a script before. Oh, he yeah. basically verbatim.
2: I'm feeling like Tiger walking towards the Valley of Sin. I'm getting emotional right now. By
0: uh, Sorry. Let's get to the E9. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I feel like we could go. We eight solved hours a lot of you know, We'll mean, get what, into we'll, Israel and
0: Palestine we'll, next time. It, what happens now?
1: So we do an nine. emergency
0: nine, where we have nine fun questions to even learn even more about the great Mike Tariq. Yeah, these
1: are all across the spectrum. Here. Okay,
0: and you have it pretty good, so I don't even know if you're gonna have an answer to is, this. Is,
2: is like, do I have to? Is this like Final Jeopardy? Is this timed? Is this
0: no? No, no you can. No. there's no
1: pressure. Okay. There's some yeah. deep thinkers here, no, no, okay. Mike.
0: But we ask this to everyone. <laughs> yeah, you can be anyone else for a day, walk in their shoes for a day, dead or alive. Who would it be?
2: Oh wow, I would. Uh, Tom Brady. Okay, Tom mm. Brady. Yeah, I'd like to be that good looking, be and that tall, talented. good looking, talented. Yeah, I was like, I just, what about I,
1: the home life? Is that okay? You all right with that? I love my wife. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very smart man. See. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah. All
1: right. Uh, let's say you're calling an NFL game. Yeah. You get to pick your color guy for one game only. Doesn't have to be a broadcaster. Just anyone up there. You're gonna have the most fun with. This is gonna be cool. You can say dumb stuff. It doesn't matter who you want up there.
2: Is this dead or alive? Also. Yeah, you can span Matt. it out. Madden 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 because that's a to good Madden. one I'd love to have a game of Madden and you know that's the thing and boom, <laughs> and you know Favre and Brett Favre because Brett Favre is Brett Favre yeah Madden he's I like mean,
1: Charles I feel like I'd watch I'd listen to him call any, any called badminton world championships I'd be like I'll watch it
2: anything he yeah. used to do a spot on KCBS the news radio station in San Francisco a five-minute radio spot that would talk about anything and it was some of the most intelligent interesting stuff John was much more than football. Amazing, amazing dude.
0: He started talking about how these three water coolers were a family one day. And I mean, it was brilliant. That was uh he started
2: circling them. Well, and that time out. Time out. That's a problem. We're <laughs> talking to
0: Mike Tirico <laughs> for the love of
2: what the hell hey, is that? We gotta build out. The we got a, game. we got
1: a superstar over we here. We got people. Whole, we got
2: Detroiters coming here. We gotta build out. We gotta
0: make sure the beer is Hold cold. off on the infrastructure. That was when
2: they uh, the Gatorade back. Yeah, yeah. He He's like, this is the baby me. cooler. This is the mama cooler. I'm like, what the yeah, hell is happening right now? That was awesome. Oh,
0: that's great. Uh, that was that that's all right. Oh, okay. You. Over, to, over to we me. don't know where on So yeah. I told you. We don't know where. Um so Joe Buck has always talked about how he his pre-show tradition is he has a beer right. before. Does Mike Trico have any pre-show traditions?
2: Uh closest thing is I usually grab a cup of coffee. Yeah,
0: yeah that's not as exciting, Mike. I understand. No bloopers, no me, pre-game I rituals?
1: I got to get I something for my up? next Boy, question.
2: Yeah, I'm a beer. You got to get something for I your next question. I got to prop for the next question. What the hell is going on here? What do you need? He, he's got a prop for the next question. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm more a more a cup of coffee guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't eat much the day of the day of a game and I'm starving during the game. So I look for a snack. Did I give him enough time to get this? Yeah, it's a,
1: did. Spe- a good job. Good riffing. Thank that's you. what we call that in the biz, Mike. Riff.
2: Just riff. In oh, the biz. We call it a fill, actually. Riff is music, but good. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're getting better. See, so that's why I'm talking so about He doesn't know what he's talking about.
1: God. All right, you worked with us on SiriusXM yes. for the Masters, okay? Oh, no, no, Masters no, Radio. No, there was no, a no, certain no, read, no, Mike. No, no. no you yep. made me feel really good God, about myself, no. so. To show the people out there how tough oh, our jobs are, I brought the read that I thought was the worst read in the history of life. Ever. And I want you haven't seen it since the Masters, nor have I. Masters. This is the way it was printed on the screen okay. when we were reading it. Right. I want you in your best Mike
2: Chirico pro Let's go. broadcaster. Let's go. Read He's this. Ready. Promote the, 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 the shit offer, out of this. Right? Promote it. Oh, Don't remember. miss the epic but true story of the greatest movie almost never made, full of never-revealed <laughs> negotiations and drama. The new limited series, The Offer. Based on the never-been-told story of The Godfather, it's streaming April 28th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. The offer tells Oscar-winning producer Albert S. Ruddy's extraordinary experiences in making The Godfather alongside a crew of Hollywood outsiders. Witness all that it took to create a cinematic mission for the ages set against the new Hollywood movement and the New York City mafia. The all-star cast is led by Miles Teller as Albert S. Ruddy, Matthew Goode as Robert Evans, Juno Temple as Betty McCart, and Giovanni Ribisi as Joe Colombo as well as Dan Fogler as Francis Ford Coppola. Byrne Gorman as Charles Bloodhorn. Colin Hanks as Barry Lapidus. And Patrick Gallo as Mario Puzo. The Offer. Streaming yeah. April 28th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com. The Offer to try it for free.
0: Well, God. Ladies dance, and gentlemen, God believe it or not, it. that is not Carl Paulson. That is Mike <laughs> Tarico. Wow. Have you been
1: working re- on this? Because I came on the air. I was coming on right after you, and I heard you read it, and there was – it's tough read, as it you meant, just saw. And there was a couple read. little hiccups. I was like, if Tariko messes up, <laughs> the rest of us are exempt. It's this thing's impossible. Read. That was really was awful. well done. So, Holy so the funny shit, a lot of, of that, names. The
2: funny part of that is somebody said, hey, did you see this thing? I saw this great thing about The Godfather called The Offer. like, no,
1: no.
3: <laughs> you mean Albert saw. S. Ruddy? Yeah. You
1: mean Miles <laughs> Teller? Is
2: Juno know They all end in vowels. <laughs> <laughs> They're impossible. I'll never forget. Brutal. That's <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> fabulous memory by you, Mike. It was good. Yeah. We dig deep, It
0: was brutal. We also like to make fun of each other's when we have we have to do the soccer reads because some of the team <laughs> names are just bizarre and like we have no idea. But I was watching Sunday night League. football one night and the Great Al Michaels yeah. had to do a soccer promo read and he like just slurred the team's name and I was like, "Yeah, if he does that, I don't. I feel great <laughs> about myself." That, that, that's the oldest. That's what I you love. do. Oh, just mumble right like through it.
2: Take a deep breath and go, uh, "Cold Nast." <laughs> oh God, just that <laughs> was Wills Alhurst
1: Really, really well done, given that the was the first good. time you've seen it since April. So dramatic, too. I'm I'm kind of, I might go
2: watch it now, yeah. finally. No, don't yeah, yeah. watch it. Don't we'll watch we'll it. record that. Streaming April 28th on Paramount+. Plus Only five, on
0: Paramount+. Five. Plus. Yeah. All right. A lot of announcers have their catchphrase. I mean, Jim yeah. Nance, hello, friends. Mm-hmm. Is it Mike?
3: What is Do going on? these people
0: know? we got a build-out
2: going on. This is what the PGA Tour on Tuesday is all about. We're
1: I mean, they out. don't know the kind of big production that's We're
0: going editing
3: on up here this one. right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mike will have your ass. And Number so five.
0: We have Jim Nance, obviously with Hello Friends. Is it is it Mike Bren? The Mike bang? Breen? Mike Green. Yeah, I like him. Bang. Bang. Uh, yeah. Chris Berman's got a million of them. Beck, Beck, What's Beck, Beck, your Beck, Beck. favorite announcer's catchphrase?
2: Oh, uh, oh, that's a good I love Hello Friends. I, I do like that because it means so much. It, it has a meaning that most people don't get unless mm-hmm. they hear Jim talk about it. Uh, so I, I love that because I'm, I'm kind of a little sappy in that way as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I like Mike Green's NBA call. I like bank. Dude, It's I, so I, good. I, I love a, that. Yeah, it, it's really it's really good. Uh, he also has a he also has a good puts it up, puts it in, Yeah, puts it up, puts it in. That's that's very good also. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say that I will I will say hello, friends randomly to people. I like, say I it see all the time. I open the radio show like half well, the time. You know, with it. it's, mm. it's it's so cool. It's neat. And Jim is it, you know, Jim has been so nice to me, even when I was in local TV in Syracuse. Jim was at CBS doing NCAA tournament stuff. And he was a big network, new network guy. Uh, he's been nice to me from then on. We've been friends. And I'm, I'm one of those friends. I feel that way. It's he really is. Cool. He's, he's talking about Chris
0: Berman, by the way. I mean, the amount of ones he has. I mean, the fastest two minutes in football or whatever. And he does those highlights. Those and does are, oh, those are great. Beautiful. In
2: college, in college roommates, I told you all in sports casting. In the 1980s, we sat and we had a legal pad in front of the TV junior year. And anytime there was a new Chris Berman nickname, we wrote it down, and we sent the whole list. We typed it up, sent it to ESPN. This is before yeah. f- eight years before I worked at ESPN. They didn't even know I existed. Never heard back from them. But that was like a <laughs> so. So I knew like about the when I got to ESPN. I'm like, okay, guys, can you get this done, please? Because I know what happens when we send you good stuff. You do nothing with it. Beautiful. So, it was great. <laughs> I
1: like that. Uh, all right, I'm gonna give you a little SAT-style oh, question yeah. here. Okay, okay. You're Syracuse guy, smart dude. Not really. When it comes to sports broadcasting alumni, okay? Syracuse is to Michael Jordan, as Northwestern is to blank. Giving you an opportunity here to really yeah. drop so a Michael bomb. So Michael Jordan's the best of all time. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Right. We've established You
1: got that. that. Yeah. Uh,
2: Bob Cousy. Oh,
1: I was hoping you would go like. Will Purdue or something? Well, no, no,
2: I worked with Will Bill Perdue.
1: Winnington. i not. It's not a knock on him. He's not amongst. He's not in the Michael oh, so Jordan want, I wanted like you to go super low and start a beef with the Western. Yeah. No, but but
2: I, I I went sneaky old. I'm like old old okay. school like writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're the, the always hip. Okay. Trend setting guys, and they're like the established. So I, I Koozie, that's a very intelligent, complimentary, intelligent answer. Not mean. Spirit. Yeah, I, I gave
1: it. I opened it up yeah. for you. I wanted that, to see where you'd go. Jeremy Lin with that. that. Is that, is that Jeremy Lin oh. insanity. Oh. So they had like Insan- a week or two of that's just madness, and then <laughs> that. That
2: was a awesome. quick flash. That was, that was nuts awesome. when he was doing that. That was awesome. That. We had one Sunday game in the garden that he went for thirty. It was just crazy. The, that was that was one of the. you asked me before, which I always pump the brakes on, what my favorite moment was. Um, it got more important after he passed away tragically but doing Kobe's last game oh, at shoot. Staples Center yeah. was nuts because we were in the locker room before the game and me, Hubie Brown, Lisa Salters, and our producer in a separate, you know, small room there with Kobe, we him before the game, and uh, he had played the night before, and he's like, I don't know if I got 20 minutes in me, 22 minutes most, and he played 30-some-odd minutes, wouldn't come out, and, you know, went for 30, then 40, then 50, and scored 60. God. I'll never, ever, ever forget. That That's was so cool. That was That's, one
1: of the coolest nights ever. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. and then, I still remember that.
2: And then I, um, after Kobe passed, they showed that game. Like he pa- uh, that accident happened on a weekend, mm-hmm. and then on that like Monday night, they showed the game on ESPN. And I was somewhere in a hotel. I was traveling for who knows what, and I watched the game, and I cried like a baby. Got really emotional watching it, but I felt so. Proud of our group, not just me, our whole group, because we—that's the last basketball game he played, and we did it the right way. We that game was a tribute to his career for the first kind of half and third quarter, and then when he started playing great and out of his mind, we just let it be that. And um, I was—if you ask me—if I'm proud of any moment on TV, that game. For that's, sure. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, really that's good.
1: a big one. Get yeah. Kobe's last game. So.
0: That's
2: yeah. God, gone
1: You've way, done way some too soon. you big stuff, Mike. You've a few big things. You call, yeah, you some, big, you call things. some big moments. No, not really. And now you're here. Not really. I you're no, subpar. I called
2: Notable Begay winning in a playoff in Hartford.
3: That's mm. got to be up there high. Yeah.
2: and I was really excited about. It. He beat. Uh, he beat, Calc. He beat Calc. I forget what He Ran
0: called.
3: around the green and gave he it the ran, double. Oh, gun. the double he gun. That's double when guns. he had the. That's he when he had
0: the hoops, he right? He yeah, the hoops.
2: Yeah. Um, and I, w- I, was all excited about it. Not always was fired up that i got so excited about the win because i had a flight to catch that's great when the
1: announcers <laughs> are rooting for no. you hard you that's know they're trying to get that hell out that of dodge close it up. Yes. <laughs> and we're done we're we're our right flights. see you later that's, way to go
0: no i told we had harris english on earlier and he won the eight hole playoff oh yeah, yeah. yeah i was like hey can you get that shit over with earlier <laughs> like <laughs> 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 i don't get paid overtime I know. I <laughs> what I are know. we doing uh, uh, all right next one um you're so nice this has probably never happened to you but has a player, any athlete, ever reached oh, out and gotten upset with you about something you said about them? Charles Howell III.
3: What? Oh, now no longer on the PGA A, for, Tour. a
0: recent guest here on wow. the program. Wasn't,
2: wasn't mad. He kind of felt he put me in my place. Rain delay, Westchester, maybe 99 or 01, something like that. And we're just, it's a rain delay. We're killing time. We're just totally killing time. Now the guys are warming up. And there's Charles, and we, and we say, Charles, if he finishes... Top five this week, he'll pass Jack Nicholas, uh, Jack or Arnold. There's Jack pass Jack Nicholas in all-time career earnings. But and I kept going. It just gives you also a window into how insignificant that stat is, because <laughs> the earnings have changed so much over time. Charles took that as a slight. It wasn't meant as slight at all, it was just trying to be accurate.
1: Money's right? changed,
0: yeah. The
2: money, money changed even then, and now it's like nobody talks about that list anymore.
0: Hey, Charles, you don't have 18 majors. Now it's like, these... I don't know if you know that. <laughs> well,
2: Charles, Charles the, next, the next day or the next week, maybe in DC, Charles said something to me, hey, you know, that? I, I heard that you said that, and that's that's something Curtis should say, that's something you shouldn't say. Mm. And he kind of, you know, he, he was bothered by it, fine. He, he wasn't mean about it at all. I was just like, okay, and I'm thinking to myself, look, I hope I'm here. We'll help him here when you win your 18th major yeah. and pass Jack in that category. But uh, other than that, I haven't had an athlete turn on because – That's but, pretty impressive. Yeah. So That's, I mean, one thing – I'm I shocked th- I that it was
1: Charles by that, by right, the right, way. And yeah, also, I mean, anytime you're in the same sense with Jack, it's like it's not a, it can't be that terrible. It's not a knock
2: Yeah. at all. It wasn't meant that way.
0: Um, one thing, like I love what Charles says. He's like, you know, he goes, these players, every time I say something bad about them, they call me and reach out. But every time I say something great, they never call and thank me. Like, come on. Like, give it, it's give and take. It's like Twitter. Yeah. As and humans. How many, how many yeah. times do you
2: go on Twitter and say, Colt Nose is awesome today? Right? <laughs> well, it's never happened. I'm going to do that to <laughs> Not ever. Week. When I work with you, when you say something, how great is Colt Nose on the air? And then someone's going to
1: say, shut up, Mike. No, he
0: exactly. wasn't. Mike, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shut up. Stop talking. Just
2: let him cough. What's well, like the dry cleaner? Do you ever tell the dry cleaner they do a good job with your shirts? Uh, no. But when they screw one up.
0: Oh, you let them know. You, go right you got
1: some stuff there as we speak, Cole. I want you to give a compliment to the young lady when up. you come back out. She's a very out. nice lady. Yeah, they're going to yeah. have you oh, starched lady? up yeah.
0: proper. It's out of clothes. For that. So Second week in the road. road for that, for that. that happens. Yeah. That so all black drop it all off and come back. I missed the window at the hotel by 15 minutes to get it back the same day, okay. so this lady down the street was just nice enough to do it for me. Don't you realize People helping people. you go out on
2: tour. Like how nice people are. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like you go to cities, I love everyone. Cities like just open except for that their guy arms. in Hartford. Oh,
3: well, what happened?
0: I got a heckler. Colt's in
1: got an extreme hater that he's pissed <laughs> off in a way that I don't. Like the wrath of God. Is Never a, is had anyone inside say more mean human things and to me. He hates Colt with a passion. Was he? We keep to trying you to while find on him. The
0: golf course? Yeah, I was playing. Why is trying to find him. I want this guy. Year. I want
1: him on the radio. I put out a. I put out a find me FBI. If you can locate this angry dude in Hartford who hates Colt, my ass I'd like to see Yeah. I want to have a beer. Very,
0: very, very mean things.
2: Let's slap (laughs) slap one of those Apple tags on him. We gotta gotta find find this guy. We gotta. I just want to know what I did to him. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, we can. Was it when betting was legal? Did you cause him like a five-player parlay? Probably. Missing a putt on eighteen. Just
0: two-dollar fantasy lineup. (laughs) Get over it. I'll give you two bucks. Don't say mean things about me. I mean, we gotta be able to locate this (laughs) man.
1: We can go to the moon. We can do all kinds of shit. We gotta find this dude in Hartford. Uh, my turn. Yeah. Okay, confirm or deny yes. here yes. from your great friend Sean McDonough. Uh-huh. When you first arrived at Syracuse and you had to help him move out of his apartment, Accurate. you purposely carried the lightest shit possible in the house and were the worst mover he's ever had. 1,000%
2: confirmed. 1,000% okay. right. confirmed. He got a job in Boston. He was, I was starting in September. He had just finished, graduated a few months before, three months before, but stayed to do the minor league baseball mm-hmm. team, which was then called the Syracuse Chiefs. Sean... Finished that, got a job in Boston. I'm in the sports department. I'm three weeks there. I'm trying to learn, like, how you do this. And seniors teach freshmen and upperclassmen. It's really helpful. And he says, hey, we're all going to McDonough's. He got a job. I'm like, Sean McDonough? Like, I care. I don't know him. (laughs) What a bum he is. First time I met him, I'm like, I'll just pick up something light and throw it in. I'll leave. Yeah. True story. Okay. Yeah, true. But hey, right, he can, you're the he can only guy. Exactly.
1: You so, He worked for you. Or he, You worked for I him. I worked for him. I was his yeah.
2: mover so he can hold that over me forever.
1: For forever. And, and I was, think he does. And
2: he was cheap then and he's cheap now. <laughs> so you do yes. know him. No. Yes. Yes. Kidding Sean. We love you Sean. A, I, 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 a thousand percent kid. He's one of my favorite people in the world. I love Sean. He's great. He's a riot. All time great people and can laugh at himself as well.
1: I caught him on the phone for a couple of quick stories. I knew you were there together. Next thing I know, I look at my phone, it's like forty three <laughs> minutes. I was like, all right dude, I just was looking for like one Tarico story. You what
2: know, know what Sean McDonough's best for? When you're on a drive somewhere. Oh. Like you you need like a good friend to keep you awake for a half hour, with he's some stories. Fun to play golf with too. He's good.
1: Uncensored Sean is good Sean. Great yeah.
2: lo- great people. Love him. To- and like not good, freaking brilliant.
1: Great at hockey by the way, which you were he talking is. about how
2: hard as very good. He's done I, a great I, job. I, I, I I wanted to ask him this and I didn't. I think he might be the only guy to call the World Series and the Stanley Cup on TV.
0: Probably, yeah. Because
2: yeah, that's of all the sports, those are the two most different. Think about how slow baseball is. Think about how fast hockey is. I don't think anybody's ever called. I I shouldn't open my mouth and say that somebody will tweet me. But let's I, just say
1: it's few and far between. We don't. No one's listening. And what if it's one, about? that would yeah, be few. This is like our parents. Yeah.
2: Oh. <laughs> Say on? hi to my mom. Say oh, hi, to Susan. <laughs> Susan, hi. There you go. She's going to love that. You did such a good job raising <laughs> wow. uh, yes, Easy there. there. Hold the lies. We don't yeah. like to lie on this show. <laughs> you're running for president. <laughs> I, are we <laughs> getting... done? Is that nine questions yet? This is it. This is last, last one. Line. You ready?
3: Ah,
0: okay. We're just okay. getting started. <laughs> this is obviously the end is a very long time from now because you're going to keep calling the greatest sporting events there is. But you've done everything. You've done Super Bowl, Olympics. I mean, what haven't you done? There's. It's not. Trap you got, Championship. Of you do fights? You got one. Yeah, no boxing. No boxing. No boxing. God, you got kind one of last Sorry. broadcast. <laughs> yeah. What's it going to be?
2: If I had one last to do, um, other than you guys playing in the match.
0: Oh, okay. Um, Don't tease the people.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be clamoring. I'm going to be clamoring for this That's Mike. a good line. Broadcasting
2: <laughs> rights you, you, all over the place. You guys are legitimately funny. I thought that you had writers. No, it's, bu- <laughs> it's, it's all funny. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Bowl.
0: Super Bowl? Like it. But look, you skipped a Super
3: Bowl
2: yeah, no, for the Olympics. Oh, no, I, I was there as, as the host. You came I back? Host, I got to host it. Okay, pre and post, right? It's the of it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that is, look, you look at the number of people who vote in our elections every year, that's about the only number that rivals the number of people who stop to watch the Super Bowl. Like, almost one out of every two people in America, the, the numbers are 100 million, but the you know, people at parties aren't measured mm-hmm. properly. Almost one in every two Americans stops to watch the Super Bowl. It is not even close. It's the only thing that stops our country. It's the biggest day we have in America. It crosses over all religions, all cultures, all demographics, all that stuff. Uh, To be a part of that day, even during the pregame, and I've done one as the main host, three as uh, uh, one of the smaller hosts of the show, is great, but to do the game itself would be – that would be – something i hope to do at some point that would be the coolest thing for me. if you keep That's your awful. head
1: down mike you keep going i feel like you got a spot in this game you um, know? and never give up
2: and if not i am more than happy to be the walker and call the on course action for the club championship at your club anybody if you're out there i'll be happy to come out and do that
1: there's a radio spot waiting for you when you need it
0: if you need some work
2: Why'd you look at Colt? You're not kicking him
1: out. No. So, I mean, it's going
0: to be know, a three-way. It's gravy and the sleeves, not sleeves and gravy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. <last. laughs> the main event always comes last, dude. As Tyson somebody, fight
2: as, first as, ever? As somebody said, which one's which? I said, they're both both. <laughs> they're both uh, they're both, yeah. both. They're both both. both. well yeah. put. <laughs> so you Michael, go. you're <laughs> a champion. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much Thank for the time. Much. That was a blast. I, and I, I kind of joke around that they isn't listening anymore. You guys are great. It really – like what, what the sport needed in additional bunch of other stuff were fun and people who are real and people who – Talk like you do with your friends at the club, and who are just, just kind of guys you want to hang with. And you guys are really good. So keep thank you so much. March. Best okay. day of our
0: lives. All right. Well, that was the great Mike Tirico, legendary sports broadcaster, and he ain't slowing down anytime please so I mean, this guy, he does it all. Kentucky Derby, Indy 500, Super Bowl, Olympics, you name it, he does it. Sunday Night Football. Now he's he's the lead host there. The guy's incredible. He is so good at what he does. It was awesome to sit down with him.
1: Yeah, there's nobody that can bounce around quite like, like Notre Dame football, then over to Olympic swing. I mean, he was doing the Olympics over in China, flew back to host the pre and post game show for the Super Bowl, then flew back over there. He's a busy dude. He's awesome. He also likes to cut loose and have a good time. I've gotten to play golf with him. Die-hard golfer, as you would expect. And I also try, I tried to start a little feud there, Colt, at the end. I opened up the door for him between Syracuse and Northwest because that's where all the, you know, sports journalism people go and there's a little rivalry. And he didn't take the bait, dude. He's two seasoned. He's two seasoned. He gave a nice little compliment to him. I was I was hoping he would just go go low with that one.
0: And how about the only time an athlete has ever called and gotten upset about what they've yeah. said, what Mike Trigo said about him, Charles Howell third. <laughs> I was like, I told guys last week in the, in the trailer when we were getting ready to go, I was like, they asked how the interview was. And I said, I'll give you 1 million guesses. You can name every athlete you can think of of who called Mike Tarico to complain. It ain't going to, you're never going to get it.
1: Dude. I would have never guessed that. I was shocked when he did. And also like the stat that he used, like, Hey, Charles or surpassed Jack Nicholas or whatever it was, you yeah. know, in terms of the money, dude, they use that for like everybody, you know what I mean? Especially nowadays with the money, the way it is, it takes like two years or some of these guys or whatever to pass Jack. I'm like, that's not really a knock. It's just that money was slightly different when Jack was playing compared to now. So, and like I said, anytime you get mentioned the same breath, with jack uh it ain't the worst thing but i would have never ever guessed that the one guy of all the sports he calls across the world Mm -hmm. for all the years that it was charles howe
0: yeah speaking of jack we had a great time with our guys jack and sam from fanduel out in detroit we got amongst it a little bit i know you had to catch a flight but we had a great time without you don't worry and it's time now to step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the pga tour on fanduel Sportsbook. right now new customers can bet the tour with a no sweat first bet if you don't win you'll get up to one thousand dollars back in free bets and also good news our man sir charles is staying with fanduel staying with tnt he ain't going to that live nonsense i'm very very excited about that but go to fanduel we got all kinds of things for the wyndham championship this week you can bet outright winners top 10s top 20s which Sleeze just loves his top 20 bets you can do matchups head-to-head whatever you want to do there's all kinds of things over there so make sure you go to the fanduel sportsbook and it is now time for us to pick, make our picks for the Wyndham Championship. By the way, my my um, favorite bet of the week finally hit last yep. week. A Little top ten from Cam Young. So I, you're back on the horse. I think I'm in the positive now.
1: You're back on so the horse. Good. My heater ended. Of course, every good thing has to come to an end. Keegan, I blame right. you for that. But I'll be firing more Keegan, top twenties. I love the top twenties, dude. I'm firing top twenties heavy. All
0: right. Well, let's make our picks. We'll get our favorite bet of the week out later in the week. But for me, the Wyndham Championship, I'm going with a guy who's just, he's a stud, man. He drives it straight. He hits his iron grade, irons grade. He's got some of the most unbelievable hands ever. And I just like him every time he tees it up. He's going off at 16 to 1. I'm going with the big man, Shane Lowry.
1: Big Shane, your twin brother. Love his hands. Love, Love that watching guy. him ship the golf ball. Uh, I, I do like that bet a lot. And I'm going to say this, Colt. I feel very confident. Our best bets have been doing pretty good. I feel very confident in these two bets that I'm about to throw out here. So my favorite for the week. Guy's going off at 26 to 1. He was 10th last week. Uh, he's got great course history uh, at this golf course. He's finished in the top 10 the last two years. Irons it really well, always high up in strokes, gains, approach. Putter can get extremely warm as well. Russell Hindley. Let's go. 26 the to Georgia
0: 1. The Georgia Bulldog. Roof, roof. Roof.
1: Yeah, you can't mention a Georgia guy without saying they're a Bulldog.
0: There's only like 42 of them out on tour. No big yeah. deal. Yeah. All right. My dark horse. He's not the darkest of horses, but he's got some nice odds and he's been playing. Some incredible golf. His last four starts T2, a win, missed cut at the open, but that was tough. He had to get over there quickly and all that, travels quick, and then come back T11 at the 3M Open. My man, JT Poston with the big cat Aaron Fleener on the bag going off at 40 to 1.
1: Let's go. They've been known to get around this joint. Sands bogeys, bogey-free around this joint uh,
0: for seven. is correct. Still looking for a bogey there a couple Still years ago. Still
1: hunting. Cannot find him out there. I love that bet. JT, that is a dynamic duo with the big cat on the back. All right, I'm going to go with the guy that, like, quietly, I feel like, under the radar, former guest here. By the way, shout-out former guest coming off the week after his show, uh, Hubs, Mark Hubbard with the ace, with the most disappointing ace in the history. Hated the shot, thought he shanked it, ended up making an ace with a four-iron. So, shout-out to I, Hubs I for talked that. to
0: him. I talked to him on the range on Sunday. I was like, dude, you gotta tell me about this. He's like, Man, I was blocking everything all day. I was so stuck. I just assumed he like miss hit it and didn't think it was gonna get there. He said, I thought I hit it fifteen yards right of the green. Like I didn't even think it was close. When I looked up, he's like, Oh boy, this is about to be embarrassing. It ends up going in. No big deal. Yep.
1: Hoop with a little fore and I thought he hit it off the toe or thought it was fifteen yards short. Yep. Nope. Right in the middle. Hobbs with the ace piece with the forearm. Way to go. All right. Our next guy. All right, my next guy. Going off at forty five to one. Former guest of the show, quietly, three top tens in a row, okay? Eighth at the Travelers, fourth at John Deere, 10th this past week. During that stretch, five rounds of 66 or better. He's rolling the shit out of it right now, and I think his time's coming. Scott Stallings, 45 to 1.
0: Mm, don't hate it. He is sneaky, been playing some really, mm-hmm. really good golf. All right, like I said, we'll get our favorite bets of the week out to you later this week, but see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code SUBPAR to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Once again, make sure you use that code SUBPAR so they know that we sent you. Must be 21 years and older and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, New Jersey, and Illinois. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467 nine in new york or 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming i'll be honest that one was much better than last week's
1: that was smooth you're back you're back in the saddle doing good work everyone out there go check it out get paid win money that's what that's all there is to it
0: and go to the golf.com pro shop pick up the newest birdie juice lids they are fantastic perfect for summer you're going to love them and we'll talk to you on next week's golf subpar